Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Did you do it? I didn't hear. I did it. Did I not peek? They say nostalgia always sells, Garrett. Do they say that? I think so. <laughs> That's what right. they say. I remember it fondly. It it, ha- it I think they used to say. It. If I'm looking back on oh, they it, used you to know, say I, it? yeah, they used that to like say it. They used to say, yeah. 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 I I look back I, on I those days and that. that that hypothetical good quote times and I they sort used of to smile. Nostalgia sells. I know. I know. They used to say it, and I'm wondering if that principle can stay true for us. This principle that I made up, I wonder if it, it can uh, if it can be true yet again for things that just happened a week ago. Even are you nostalgic to go back to the CC's Pizza Sim? Mm-hmm. I I'm nostalgic talking about CC's Pizza, but not going not, not, the, not the game. <laughs> are you nostalgic to talk about Dose again? Oh man, that was so long ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, now we're we're digging back. It. We're we're going back twenty five weeks here. Guys, that's almost it's almost half a year. Almost. Okay. Plenty, plenty of time for the old nostalgia bug to bite you and get you itching. Go back so, and listen to those eps. Get y'all yes. misty eyed. Yeah, get y'all misty eyed thinking about the the yesteryears when we weren't this giant conglomerate board game company <laughs> when we were just three guys with no Kickstarter. Burning away than- capital. Exactly, making zero, bringing in zero income to our company. Which we still are. We're just burning other people's capital eventually. I know. It's all going to, hey, everything burns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> T-shirt but, uh, idea, guys. Whoever's out I'm, there making us merch. There you go. Well, today we are going to be doing a roll and move. We call these things a ramtrospective roll and move, right? Oh, yeah. Trospective, where we look back at some of the past games that we've played this year or this half of the year, and we sort of, we answer a couple of really pressing questions about them. And how do we know that these are pressing questions, Garrett? Well, we wrote them ourselves, so yeah. I mean, there you go. I, mean, I, I if we had these questions about the things that we played, we know that other people must also be asking these questions right. as they're as they're sitting in their car or they're laying in bed at night, putting us on right before they go to sleep. Last thing they hear before they go to sleep. I know that you've got these questions in, in your head, and dear listener, we want to make sure that we are servicing you in the best way that we know possible. So we, we always take this time to collect our thoughts, really dig in deep to the, the questions that we just didn't have time to dig into in our 20-minute episodes. That's right. And because these, these questions are coming, you know, I, I like the fact that these, these questions are coming straight from the top. You know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah, yeah you didn't, like we, didn't, were we didn't have our secretary writing these. We just the like top, our content, just like our uh, <laughs> our commentary, just straight from the dome. We got the three biggest names in Rough Draft Games uh, in, the, in the entire Rough Draft <laughs> industry. Put this list together. So yeah, I think you guys are in for a big treat today. Big I think treat. you guys are really gonna like this. So I think without further ado, we got to start uh, going through some of the games that we played this. Uh, this uh, season, if you want to call it that. And there's some good ones on here. I didn't remember half of these. I totally forgot about the top ten games you play in your head. I I wasn't there for Atmosphere. Thought I forgot about it. Remembered that I wasn't there for it. 
Uh, I almost I forgot about Gridiron Football there, and Propaganda Game. Yeah. Forgot about that one too. There's some there's some good stuff on this list here that you know it's easy for it to slide under the radar, but not today. Not with the questions we're asking. Right. So, well, not with me. And this was the the first COVID era uh, season of Roll and Move, so we really transitioned mm-hmm. about half of our games. Uh, aren't even on Board Game Geek because we were just playing like fan made creations from from uh, Tabletop Simulator, which so. I think That's is wrong. interesting because I think it totally reflects in the games that we picked. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, we didn't do this on purpose, but yeah, we obviously Thomas hinted at this, but there's a lot of nostalgic games in here. Uh, you know, people that have the time to make it without the worry of will this ever sell on shelves. So, um, yeah. I thought I thought it, it was it was kind of cool that we we did that this season. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think that takes out a bit of the component because I I like to see the cash grab in some of these but yeah you're right it is cool to kind of it's a different side of the, yeah. the bad part of board games tom right. do we need to introduce ourselves or yeah. I mean, if, if anyone's oh. listening to this episode they probably right. should know who we are at this point right because seriously is- if, you, if this is your first time listening to a roll and move episode you should be going back to one of the earlier ones maybe listen to the general format of the other ones where we we, we, we take a look at the weirder, odder more bizarre board games out there we break them down see what makes them work what makes them not work and that's that's really what the show is. Today is sort of like an exception, right? You know, today is today is obviously the clip show version of our show, where we uh, we go back and we take a look at sort of the greatest hits here and answer some questions about them. But Chief to I'm your I'm your first co-host, one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Youngerberg, and with me here as always is Garrett Lively. Um, no quips today. Just that's my name. Good, <laughs> good. I don't want to. I don't want it to be funny. I want it to be straight laced. And I want you to answer these questions very professionally. Oh, Are you I wearing will. a suit? Are you wearing a suit? I am wearing my wedding suit. Yeah. Show me your show me your tie. There you go. Very it's nice. 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 A little catch up, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> also, who this is? Uh, Jeff Lee. If I were to rate um, the last twenty five days of my life, uh, <laughs> it's easy because they're all bad. So yeah, this will be. It's <laughs> be a good episode. Give it a one. Give them all a one. Give it, the ones give it every single. Day well, the ones that I don't show up for, the guys here will give me like an eight. So that's right. Yep. Don't worry. We'll 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 make sure that the ones the I just sleep through, they're just like that was a great mm-hmm. day. You missed it. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only good days are the ones that I that <laughs> I, I miss. I don't participate. <laughs> in. Uh, all right, let's get this show on the road here, guys. You guys ready for question numero uno? Question one. I didn't prep for these, so I'm I'm excited to see where Good. this goes. Yeah. Point. Excellent. We got a couple of easy ones here first, so okay. should be we should be able to just roll with it. List your best and worst games that we played this season and explain the gap. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then secondly, what Monday what mundane everyday activity exists right between them, right? So if you're if your lowest score is like a, a, a one, your highest score is maybe a five, what sort of mundane activity would you sort of rate a 2.3 out of 10? You know, is it like cleaning up dog poop or okay. is it, uh, you know, something like that. So who would like to go first here? Uh, I'll go first. So by score, my highest, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, my, my highest score is an eight from Propaganda Game. That was a good game. Uh, it was a great game. It was a great game. Wow. The guys didn't agree with me, uh, and I guess neither did I because I didn't score this game. But... um. The the highest that I got I gave was an eight for propaganda game. Again, don't remember the game. It's just one of those days. Uh, the one that's the what, game that that's I what they, that's what they say to get you to believe everything that the game that I remember uh, and that is the highest that I've scored was a seven point five uh, for three days to retirement, um, and the lowest game that I scored was gridiron football. Now, uh, just to remind people, the good people at home, gridiron football was a 
an NFL type game. Yeah, just just to remind myself. (laughs) Let me just think about what this game was. Uh, Yeah, the gridiron football was just one of those games where you picked and played, uh, you know, different plays like long pass, uh, short pass, short run, long run, etc. And you had different odds to to uh, to achieve certain things. In that game, if you remember, uh, I chose the option of long pass because I felt like the um, the pros outweighed the cons there. Better, higher statistics to just win big. I'm a big gambling guy, uh, and uh, there wasn't much mechanic there. I didn't feel like there was a really good choice, etc. Uh, three days to retirement was our first foray um, into an RPG type game, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to really role play for three full episodes, uh, really take on uh, the roles of Bronchus and Sleepy Napsicle, uh, and, and take down those bad guys. So I, I would say the biggest reason why there's a big gap is mainly the, 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 the reason of choice. There wasn't much choice in the gridiron football game. There was <laughs> a lot of choice in three days, uh, to retirement. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, between the three of us, we feel like we're creative people and we felt like we made that game shine. Obviously, if you don't feel comfortable in, in sort of creativity, maybe three days uh, to retirement wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the game for you. Uh, what mundane activity would what I, what I say exists right between them? It's pretty easy for me. I have a pretty big gap, so I can kind of choose anything. I'm going to pick flossing. Uh, recently, <laughs> <laughs> recently flossing for me has been kind of enjoyable. Uh, you know, just trying to make sure I get every nook and cranny, making sure I choose the appropriate length of floss solid without three. wasting. Yeah, I give yeah. it like a solid three. You know, some good, some some days when I kind of cut a gum, it's kind of it, it kind of kind of bad. Do you bleed? Do you bleed when you go in there? Or is it like unless you cut a gum, like specifically, like how good your how good your gum health? Um, I would say it's just it's okay. Like I yeah. I, I would little say gangivitis. Little little ganga, a little little bit. Um, I would say I, I floss. I tried to floss every couple days a week. Recently went to the hygienist. They're like, you gotta bump that up. It was a rookie number. So now I'm trying to do the every day. Uh, and I'm trying. They to- They make you feel bad. They too. do make you, you go in there. They, they look at you and they go, you're not flossing. I went in there this time. Uh, I'm pretty bad. I was pretty bad throughout my life about flossing. I went in there this time and I was like, you know, what? I'm doing pretty good. I probably floss like you know three to four times a week. You going have pretty three good. This time, good job. And they and they were like. Uh, how many times do you floss a week? Proudly. I was like, yeah, about three or four times a week. They're like, you should probably do more. You might want to step that up. <sighs> it's like a really ag- aggressive personal trainer. Like, I don't know. <laughs> People, and, and then the thing is, they have the nerve to act like, you know, why don't you come to the dentist more often? Why'd you wait eight months instead of six? Because <laughs> it's expensive. It's like, because you guys chew me out. Yeah. You I, guys yell at I me because I don't floss enough. I can't enough. move because you have your hands in my your It's hands an abusive relationship. It's not okay. Jeff, or excuse me. Jeff already went. Garrett, where would you rank? Uh, what, what are your what are your scores here? Explain your gap. Yeah, so I, I also had three days as our as my highest ranked. Um, pretty easy on that. I, I thought it was a, a great RPG. I've, I've played a handful. I'm not a huge uh, larper, as it were, mm-hmm. but I I enjoy role playing games, and I thought this one had some really really creative stuff. I really liked the zine format. I really liked the card pulling format of uh, making decisions instead of having a dice roll. I thought that was mm. actually really, really cool. Um, and I thought it was great that it, it gave you some structure to kind of build your story around, but really it, it gave you the freedom as the player to to, to really do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, my lowest rated game, Dose, I think is the epitome of a cash grab. <laughs> they, uh, they, <laughs> they took Uno, they multiplied it by two, and they somehow screwed that up because they took out the fun parts of uno and 
made it slightly more mathy, if I recall the yep. the, the slogan there. Uh, bad bad call on Dose. I, I think they mm-hmm. they actually had some room to work there to to really capitalize on the Dose product, and and they failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mundane activity that kind of falls right in the middle there that that would be like a four point three five. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, you know, when when my wife Kat sends me to the grocery store, and she's like, "Hey, I need you to pick up my, you know, contact solution or my face cleanser cleanser," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know what that is." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's um, a clear eyes or whatever." Like, okay, and then I get there and there's like mm-hmm. twelve different different versions of clear eyes. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> so I, I I'm like, okay, wait, hers. This is the red cap. Okay, this one has a red cap. Got it. Got it all figured out. Get home. Pull it out. She goes, what is this? <laughs> now you got to go back. So is yours, are you saying that it's the drive back to return it? Or is it it's the back. argument that ensues? I'm trying to figure out which activity right. is the Monday it's, activity. It's, it's the drive back to return to return the, the grocery that I... <laughs> have no one to blame but myself you know i i at this point i need to to take a picture i need to text her i need to take a picture i need to ask for more clarity on the situation and not well in your fairness you're a board game guy it it could have been a game of whodunit you know right this is my (laughs) fault so yes it's it's the drive returning to my heb my local heb and returning uh without a receipt because i didn't need that yeah the product that i just mistakenly bought less than an hour ago Big mistake. Big I, 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 I'll go ahead and jump in here. Uh, so my top one is three days to retirement. You guys have covered that well enough. Uh, loved the choices. Loved the creativity and the uh, all the imagination work that sort of went into that. And the storytelling experience was just so nice. My lowest score is actually CeCe's Pizza. Uh, and the reason that I had to give it such a low score was to prevent it from... Because you guys gave it some <laughs> score itself. of 399 <laughs> So this was more of an act of justice than it really was anything else. So that's that's really why the gap really exists there. I think the one right above that that was just legitimately awful was Great Gridiron Football. But hey, you know you're here like we are. Guy, you're like the guy on Board Game Geek that goes to to like uh, unreleased games pages and you throw a zero mm-hmm. on there and like this is just to combat the people that have rated it a ten already. Oh my god, <laughs> just to set it straight. Ah, I'm just here to police the. Here to police the scores. There's no true perfect not game. Yet. Not yet. Not, out yet. You not a true a perfect game. Can't give it a, it a 10. <laughs> the eternal gatekeeper. Uh, I will uh, I will explain the gap. Or So that's my explanation of the gap. Uh, my mundane activity sort of ranks between those. Getting your oil changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, you're just you're kind of stuck in a place. They Most of the time, for some reason, the AC is perpetually broken. You know, you'll go into the waiting room. So that'd be like a four for you, right? Yeah, you'd be like, that's like a four. You know, you're sitting in a really uncomfortable chair. It's nice and hot. And for some you know, reason, you look at the guy and you're like, hey, can we works. get a little... Can we get... Yeah, there's like no 4G in there. You can't, King of like, Queens can't, like, is running air, uh, reruns on the TV. Oh, God, yeah. On that little... On that, their square TV that they still have. That still little tube, tube TV. TV. Yeah. Oh, and so you're just sort of you're stuck there, you know, and uh, that's 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 my my equivalent sort of a mundane yeah. activity, just waiting for. It. And then they're gonna then they're gonna bring out the a- the air filter and they're gonna go, buddy, you got to get this replaced. Uh, it's gonna, <laughs> Your car's oh, gonna blow up. Your if, uh... car's gonna blow up if you don't replace this air filter. 
That's why you like, only go to the lube and uh, tire specialty centers because they they're not they're, they, they don't, don't care. care. Yeah, else. I, I yeah I go to Jiffy Lube and they're like yeah I can we can replace this air filter. For oh, really? you. And I'm like dude, you're gonna charge me thirty five bucks. I can go to AutoZone. I know how to replace an air filter. It's the simplest thing in the world, and it cost me like thirteen bucks. I'm not gonna do it. Get out of my face. Anyways, so uh, all right, cool. Question one: success. Success made it through. Yeah. Question number two. Worst non-dice-based purgatory mechanic. Go. This is easy for me. Uh, I ex- Somehow I experienced this multiple times throughout this season, and it was instant <laughs> death. Yes. Uh, Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. Cosplay Girlfriend 4.0. In Shrek 2, I got sent to permanent jail that I just couldn't get out of. Uh, mm. Jeff basically experienced it in X-Men. Yeah. Just <clears throat> insta-death. Like, and, and usually it was in turn one or two of the game that I would just die and be out of the game and had to watch you guys play for the rest of the rest of it. Cheetahman. You just had I to watch? Cheetahman at instant death. Um, yeah, I just had to watch as my friends were taking enjoying just taking having fun having a good time without me with uh I'm with sorry. my property with my um, with my that's games. terrible yeah. i know that's so Dude. funny i uh i was i was gonna mention instant death i was specifically gonna mention oregon trail because you didn't get to play the game at all i literally drew the first <laughs> card and i died <laughs> that was like some of the other ones like you could argue that garrett got to make a, some choice and bad luck or whatever but it literally in oregon trail you didn't get to play the game at all I drew the top card and I died. <laughs> to watch us play. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, if it was me, if I had to choose kind of the worst mechanic, I mean, instant death is probably the worst one, but um, uh, I'm trying to think about what's what's second to that. I mean, uh, we had a couple... In CC's Pizza, and I think in, in Sonic, there were some, uh, some dice-based purgatory, but we can't choose that. Trying to think about what is worse. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to reiterate the the X Men thing. In X Men, the mechanic was uh, that zero I, slingshot mechanic. There's zero the slingshot zero, mechanic. Zero, yeah. yeah, and and, and, and there's no way. You know, I had died early. I I happened to roll a couple bad rolls. Um, I was in a good situation. <laughs> uh, got spend put turns healing. Yeah, yeah, I had to spend turns healing. I just wasted a lot of time doing nothing, and <laughs> these guys were just getting rich. And here I was just watching. So. A little bit better than I don't know if it was better, but a little bit better than instant death. Uh, I was still mm-hmm. alive. Maybe maybe I get the illusion to play in the game. It might be worse actually. Than Is it worth death. being alive like you're that? In it might not be. Life. It might not be. Uh, and uh, and I you know I even asked Garrett, can I kill myself in the game? Like I, I asked him. Not if, allowed. I asked him if I could kill my kill my character to get a better character. And we I, had the whole no. euthanasia talk. It was awful. It was very emotional. Yeah. And <laughs> it was a whole debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, if there's no, people who aren't familiar with the concept of rubber banding, a great way to put it, sort of what Jeff really experienced there was, you know, in Mario Kart where you're playing and then you get knocked down to last place, usually the game gives you more stars, more lightning bolts, more powerful items. Every once in a while, a blue shell. That's right, to help you speed back up uh, and get back in the game. But (laughs) none of that here. So that is absolutely brutal. For me, for me, my mechanic, I would have to say is... We didn't really talk about this much, but I don't know what it was, but I feel like this popped up in Pokemon uh, Master Trainer. Pokemon Master Trainer. And I think it also popped up in Cheetahman, if I remember correctly. But I, I, I'll sort of call it, with Pokemon Master Trainer, it was this specification where you had to have a certain amount of power. It was almost like, I'll call it, We'll call it the Great Filter. 
after our sci-fi concept here. <laughs> great where you are, you are not allowed to proceed to the final stages of the game if you have a if you do not have a certain amount of whatever you're collecting, right? Whether it be cookies and Shrek or uh, power in Pokemon Master Trainer. And then once you get 25 power in Pokemon Master Trainer, you're allowed to go to the final area. But if you lose in a Pokemon battle or someone steals one of your Pokemon, which you're allowed to do, you lose power and then you're bumped out Booted. of the of the final thing. Get and you out. have to go Time back to a completely different type, side Time of the map. Close. And it is such immense backtracking <laughs> that this great filter mechanic of you have to have this certain amount of stuff in order to get into the final zone and then if you lose it while you're in the final zone you're you're effed yeah. you have to completely leave and start all yeah over and again. it feels really lazy right from a game design perspective it's like one of the laziest mechanics to say play the game long enough to where mm -hmm. you know you, you get kind of fulfillment of, of the game before you finish the end and usually there's like other better ways to kind of gate people from jumping directly to the end of a game um, right. like, you know, different goals or objectives or whatever. So, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Tom. It's, it's just kind of like a really, really lazy way to say, uh, yeah. well, you kind of, I rated to. that game well too. I just thought that was a really bad mechanic because yeah. also like jumping straight to the end, like you skipped over Cinnabar Island, you skipped over all this other yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know. It, it was, it was not implemented well. And I thought that that was probably the worst used mechanic. Right. We my honorable mention goes to Broncos and Sleepy for not following my very obvious trail of breadcrumbs all three days throughout. Uh, <laughs> is that a mechanic or is that just? Well, see, yeah, the, the only reason I didn't throw it up there is because the game designer didn't put it in there. It was you guys very, <laughs> very obliviously ignoring the obvious clues that I was leaving. Give me an obvious, give me an obvious clue that we ignored, Garrett. Do you remember? I, I said I, I, I laid out where the final boss was, and you're like, all right, let's go to the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> I t the very first episode, the very, very first episode, I said, uh, these guys are operating like a, a liver transplant uh, mm -hmm. clinic that's in a trailer. And you guys go to sell your car. And the, the very, like, that's, that's the first thing you did. <laughs> you got to follow your gut. <laughs> Garrett, the problem is you haven't been in the forest as long then, as we have. And then so. you guys, you guys would forget where you're supposed to go, and so you're say, "All right, let's, uh, let's." I don't know. And then I had to bring back up your your contact episode in the final episode that the guy that's supposed to tell you all the information from the very beginning. You guys just never called him. So. I love, I love that. Game. I think it's I, I RPGs are seriously so much fun. It was a like lot I played, of fun. I played some Dungeons and Dragons with my brother Steven, and I'm. The reason that it's so much fun to play RPGs is the bigger moves you make, as long as you're not just being a punk and, like, killing every storekeeper that you come up to. I'm going to kill him, LOL. you got to be creative, but as long as you're making the big moves, you're going to have a good time yeah, when agreed. you're playing RPGs, which I love that imagination and that creativity that goes with those. All right, boys, nice. Question three. You want to read this one, Jeff? Sure. Uh, what's a game score that the other two co-hosts got wrong, and how bad should they feel about it? <laughs> Uh, anyone want to go first here? Um, um, I got, let's see. Okay. So one that I have here is, is Thomas, you did, you, this isn't, I don't know how much of your fault it was or wasn't, but you didn't show up for atmosphere. And I think that was like one of the quintessential board games that we ever played. Yeah, uh, I, I really, I really did want to get the be there yeah. for atmosphere. When we, Travis recommended it. It sounded really cool. We set up a time with Travis and and Jessica to to come on the show and play it. And uh, Jessica gave us a tutorial. Tom was all in, 
And then the morning of, he's like, oops, I, uh, I, for- I I can't remember what you're doing. but you- We're traveling. I was flying back to oh, uh, right. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so we, it set up this time. Uh, big oof there. You, you We, uh, I guess, put Jessica and, and Trav's score as a 4.5 as your score there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think you do. We need to get you in on the VHS board game uh just genre <laughs> i gotta i gotta go back and listen to that episode i, I still haven't listened to it yet uh, yeah. it doesn't True have the sound of, the of my voice in it so yeah. you know i'm gonna have to but it does have travi and I'll, I'll i'll listen to travi i love travi travis good yeah yep. all right uh i'll i'll go next let's see here uh oh i got you i got you okay uh a big a big oof I think has been uh, Garrett's score of Cheetahman, and Cheetahman <laughs> is look. I realize I, I actually went back and I did some research because I, I I if I'm wrong I want to know that I'm wrong. Uh, and you were correct, Garrett. The uh-huh. the levels repeating in the game there being two number fours right. is actually indicative. It happens in Cheetahman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angry video game nerd uh, pointed that out. I re- I went and re- rewatched the episode after after we did it, and I that was totally intentional. Uh, but the game is still really, really, really bad. Uh, I don't understand why you would give it such a high score, even with all the problems <laughs> that the game, the, the game, yeah, that the games the game throws out. Like You're gonna tell me. Like, but that game is not. Here's here's the reason. Here's the reason why you're wrong here. You gave it a four point five. Cosplay girlfriend had a million times the creativity, the randomness, and totally going all in on the concept of the sort of, of of adding tropes and adding and bringing a horrible experience to life that Cheetahmen did. I don't understand why they both get the same score from you. I I would agree. If I had, I will say this. If I had played cosplay girlfriend first. I probably would have ranked Cheetahmen a little bit lower. Should have rated so it more. So, Wait, so, so you feel bad? <laughs> no, I don't feel bad. You should feel bad. I don't. Well, you should. That's the second part of the question. <laughs> All right, Garrett, go ahead. I already went. Jeff can go. All right, Jeff. I think we do that once every roll and move uh, ramp your respect. <laughs> I think I remember sh- that that same thing from uh, last time. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I'm going to pick a score that you two definitely got wrong because I feel like I also got this wrong. Uh, and that's uh, top 10 games that you can play in your mind. Now, we played the game thinking, man, this is like a really shitty, <laughs> what would you do? Um, but, you know, afterwards, Garrett revealed to us that kind of the joke is in the game uh this idea of like this really you know this what 1980s 1990s styled game where you kind of just play with you know imagination and that's kind of the trope um so i feel like that's probably the the last game that we can say otherwise you know most of our games are kind of in line with one another that we that we rated i'd say that was probably the last game that could say we probably might have gotten that game score wrong depending on how you view um the book if it was executed well and if it was supposed to be rated as such remind me the differences because i'm looking at uh three days to retirement versus the top 10 games you can play in your head was top 10 games you can play in your head was not an rpg correct it was it was kind of an rpg except it was literally just imagine like there was no okay so generally there's no choice you have a yeah, generally, no, there were many choices, but generally in an RPG, you had 
you tried to do something and then you have some sort of skill check, whether it's rolling a D20, rolling a couple D6s, mm-hmm. or pulling cards, right? Top 10 games you can do in your head was just like, all right, what's your name? Okay. Uh, try to jump over this wall. Did you do it or did you fall? You know, so it's just asking you what happens. So yeah, it's yeah. really just an exercise in imagination. Right. And so, yeah, it was definitely, obviously, nowhere near as fun as three days um, yeah. to retirement. And mm-hmm. even I would even say, like, in some ways, House of Danger did a little bit better of a job because you had paths to choose. Yeah. Um, it, although we, yeah, we we obviously scored it worse, but yeah, but I think that the the actual trope was that we we thought it was a game from from way back when, and we realized that this it, this book was actually published in 2019. Uh, and I think yeah. the, the whole joke is that it's supposed to be a book of like really bad yeah bad games. So I agree, and I think the reason that it ha- it has to be rated so low, in my opinion, not as bad as House of Danger. House of Danger, you're right, Jeff. I agree with you. Has the better mechanics, uh, but. The top 10 games you can play in your head still beats it, in my opinion, just based on theme and presentation. And the the, Mm -hmm. the actual, the humor that they put into the book as well. Garrett was reading lines from it uh, before we started the podcast. And it was, (laughs) it's funny. It's It's well written. It's very funny. It's a very well written book. Um, And so, but it is a book, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of hard. I think if I remember correctly, we scored it low. Even mm-hmm. after we knew that knowledge, because we figured, well, the game itself wasn't that great, but you know, if you rated right. it as like a piece of media, it would have been fantastic. So, yeah, agree. That one's just kind of a uh, one. That one's, that was the last one I would say we we might have tweaked if we you know might be kind okay. Of up there. All right, Garrett, would you like to read number four? I would. Uh, okay, boys, tiebreaker time. Honey Pop, a game about win- <laughs> Sorry, let's start over. Uh, women, <laughs> you got you got to the women part. You, you know, it's like, funny. <laughs> Gary never breaks on this show, oh. but for some reason, Honey Pop's the one game that'll make Garrett giggle. I don't know why. It's like his boobs okay. on screen. He gets nervous. He gets nervous. I, I I hadn't read this question before just now, and I, as I was reading it, uh, okay. Tiebreaker time. Honey Pop, a game about women getting sweaty and winding up in compromising positions. And Gridiron Football, a game about muscle-bound dudes getting sweaty and winding up in compromising positions, injuries obviously, have both received an overall <laughs> score, an RDG average of 1.17. Time to come clean, which game is worse and why? Ah, <sighs> you had to say time to come clean, didn't you? That was not part of the question, Garrett. <laughs> you should feel bad. Why would I feel uh, bad? It's time to come clean. It must it must okay. have felt you're good right. to be honest. Right. I think right. it must have felt good. It felt it, great. It yeah, felt I good. I don't know why I'd feel bad about all, that. All all of a sudden, good. all at once, it felt good. It's gonna be a great relief to uh to finally to finally come clean. You know, yeah. Bring bring the truth into the light here. Okay. So we're looking at these two games. I would say I'm gonna go ahead and throw my my weight on the side of Honey Pop being the better game of the two. Okay. And if I recall correctly, Gridiron Football had the only thing that it had going for it was sort of the unique design of the actual board with sort of the cascading dots. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah. that being the only thing that I liked. Whereas with this game, Honey you know, Poppy, there's a whole deck you like. <clears throat> yeah, there's a whole there's a whole deck of stuff. Look to at look it every at, day. You know, there's yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can you can examine, you can and you can see, and I'm not just talking about the cards. I'm not just trying to make you know pervy jokes or whatever. But you can actually react to the uh, level of comfort on your friends' faces while they're playing the game, <laughs> which is really funny too. I feel like there's a lot more, uh, 
there's there's more to do. You can actually make choices. I, I feel like in the game... Oh, I don't know. I, we didn't get to go through all of the chance cards that you could pull in Honey Pop. But I felt like there was more gameplay variance than just, you know... You running or you passing? You running or you passing? Are you running or are you passing? Are you going to run or are you going to pass? It went far. It didn't go far. Sorry, buddy. All right, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to force Jeff into a, the actual tiebreaker scenario. Uh, Gridiron Football. Uh, Jeff, you, I, I, I say this without any reservation, laid the foundation for Pat Mahomes to get this 10-year <laughs> deal. It's all because of me. He the owes long me money. Pass, the long Jeff revolution. He didn't win, but he revolutionized the game. He said, "I'm going to throw a long pass every single play. I'm going to get some speedy receivers. I'm going to get a rocket arm quarterback. You can throw it a quarter mile and go." You know, uh, mm-hmm. some call him Jeff. Some call him Mike Leach. I call him friend of the show. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> gridiron football ahead of its time, really, and as a realistic simulation of football it, it, it really really paved the way and i i you know to i, I kind of uh, against what i'm saying here kind of to my detriment i didn't see it at the time and i you know I, I rated the score this game a little bit too lowly i gave it a one uh whereas honey pop i gave a one as well and i i'm i'm tied on this i, I need to set the record clean i'm gonna give gridiron football if i could go back and change it i would have given it a 1.1 <laughs> You're saying red arm football is the better game. <clears throat> than better game. Pop. All right, Jeff. I'm counting on I, you. I, listen, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, I agree that I'm the Steph Curry of the board game industry. But um, so I, what I will say here is that Garrett, you know, this is this is this is very strategic of you to go before me. But at the end of the day, look at the voter history. So Thomas uh, and I both voted Honey Pop higher. In fact, we voted a double the score of what we gave Gridiron Football, and Garrett was the only one, to his to his point, uh, voted them the same. So really, the tiebreaker should have been on Garrett. But I will choose. <laughs> I will choose as I did originally. I will say that Honey Pop was the better game. Uh, there's just more you thought. Perverts. You perverts. You two <laughs> are perpetuating the myth that men can do anything that they want and get away with it. Every single time they go on a date with a woman, just because they're the man and our society has accepted it for so long. Shame on you two. I'm s- all I'm saying is I'm letting you choose the men if you want to choose the men. I'm not. I'm I don't have any problem. Men. I don't have any problem with you choosing the men. Like you shouldn't have any problem with me choosing the women. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Notice there are uh, no gender roles in gridiron football. Yeah, I mean, they could be. It could be. I don't know what the female football. To be fair, is. to be I, fair, I did that they specify quickly, that there are yeah. women in Honey Pop? Yes. <laughs> yes they did <laughs> just make i mean one has butterfly wings i don't know what that means i i'm pretty sure could still be a guy it could be a trap yeah you know, yeah could be could be anything you know you don't know uh but uh yeah i did realize that i totally read this uh question wrong i'm looking at the uh the thing and the one that we had tied was house of danger not gridiron football but i already wrote the question and we already answered it so uh we just so there you go you know we're gonna move on you know you live and you learn and you write questions better in the future so i would have gotten with honey pop in that well in fact yeah i would have got well in fact (laughs) all of our points go out the window because we literally tied every single rating as well yeah yeah so there you go yeah all right let's go ahead and move on to the next question i'll uh, i'll read this one Question number five. We've really opened our minds to the world of role-playing games and how they can thrive in almost any environment or setting. What role-playing game would you like to see produced and what unexplored, underappreciated setting would you place it in? 
Man, that's a great question. This I know this is uh, this is the this is a great question. We've learned about the world of cops. We've seen uh, role playing games, and I would say you could probably say once you had a role play as a chess master and then a truck driver. You know, in that that one book of ten ten games you can play in your head. Uh, we even in an unreleased episode. Uh, played a little bit of role playing where we were, you know, what was it called? <clears throat> we were Derby Rollerball. Girls. Yeah. yeah, Derby Girls. Uh, so there are so many opportunities that we can explore when it comes to playing role playing games. What do you guys got? I mean, where's where's a unique setting that you would like to? You would really like to just slip into the shoes of this <laughs> of this position that you know doesn't doesn't get the time of day it should. I was watching an episode uh, of Hate Thy Neighbor, and they're covering uh, sort of the border, like immigration and border stuff. And uh, one thing that I found was really interesting for some reason was uh, drug cartels. So I think uh, if it was me, I would I would kind of be interested in doing a role playing game around being in the drug cartel. Like you could have it, you could have a, a bunch of different motives. You just want to get rich, or maybe you could be more sympathetic and say, oh, they're just trying to feed their families, whatever. But I think it'd be kind of interesting to be, you know, trying to traverse across a border uh, as a, as a literal drug mule um, and and trying to evade <laughs> a some drug some mule. border patrol uh, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how. Uh, how you can get in? I think that would be kind of an interesting role playing game. So what you never played like you never played the new ground games where it's just like, all right, you're a drug time time to become the biggest drug kingpin, and you can buy like the golden AK forty seven and and shit. You you never played any of those games like the you you know the ones I'm talking I'm, about. Here? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they had these on like armor games where it's like, all right, you're gonna deal weed only get dealing weed will only make you so rich, but if you start dealing meth, <laughs> you're gonna be a king pen big time <laughs> if you can work your way up to the you can work your way up to harder <laughs> drugs hard get, stuff yes yeah, right you're gonna be having a good time oh man like i i guess i was the only one who played those games as a kid i told was, I, I, sort I, of I've, like, heard, I've i've documented my my struggles as until i was in junior year i dial up so i, I wasn't playing <laughs> And now here you are, paying for gig internet. Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom, I want you to go next because I, I have a suspicion I may have a uh, similar theme to you, but I, and I've got it back up in case you and- a similar theme to, out of every. So you're saying out of every job occupation that I could choose, you would you think that we're going I, to choose the same thing? That's possible. Uh, sneaking suspicion. Sneaking suspicion. You want me to write it down just in case? There's no way. Um, right, one on. of the ones I was thinking of choosing. I'm sort of trying to. I'm juggling between a few. I think that uh, there, there actually might be a game about this. We were really worried when we saw this one coming out on Kickstarter. Uh, but uh, a public defender. Okay. Uh, like, be, slipping into the shoes of, like, a public defender, like a person who has to represent, you know, the clients that nobody else wants to represent or, you know, that they can't afford proper. So you're just going in there and you're just hearing, like, the you know the, the the worst the worst of the worst cases you know you're shuffling your papers you're moving in between clients you know you feel like you're letting everybody down i feel like that would be a really interesting role-playing game i also feel like you could really have a fun time doing a role-playing game about uh baristas and like creating <laughs> creating a like an underground coffee society of just like really extreme baristas that it's it's almost like it's almost like uh, what's like, like what's the, an arcade game? The bar uh, where you have to go up and down the bars and like fill up drinks and pick up um, like root beer tapper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna yeah. remind me of for some reason. So, sort of like that, or I, I'm I'm seeing sort of like a uh, I'm not gonna lie here. 
I, I'm drawing inspiration from a time that I walked into a Korean town, uh, Koreatown coffee shop, and it was like 10, 10 o'clock at night, and they were supposed to be closed, and I went inside, and there were all these baristas, and they had like music going, and it was like something out of Fast and the Furious. They were having a barista competition where they would make designs on top oh, of the uh, coffees, on top of the lattes. Yeah, they were having a latte art off, and it was a bunch of like... It was like fifty something baristas in there, and I was like, "Holy cow! This is." They had a TV and like monitors hooked up above like the counter so that they could see the the latte art, and like they had the guy on the microphone, you know, you know, yelling into the mic, going, "Oh, let's hear it for this one!" Like trying to gauge the audience like appreciation to sort of move people up the tournament rankings. Like that was so stupid and so wild. I was just like, "You could really turn that into a fun board game," and. uh I think maybe we should do that in the future. We'll see. Uh, but that's my answer, Garrett. What, what about you? My RPG, I'll, I'll start with the setting. It would be Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the character is a man who's a little bit a little bit down on his luck. Oh, why high. didn't we think of this? <laughs> he, he, you know, his mortgage payment's coming up. Uh, he accidentally just kind of spent the last, uh, last little bit of money getting a you know having a having a nice night out on the town and uh he's gonna his car is about to be impounded um and his wife hasn't found out about any of this yet but but there's still a chance there's still a chance for this guy mm-hmm. to win it all back and mm-hmm. he makes his way over to the golden saloon casino and puts it all down on red oh and- man <laughs> My heart sounds like a really short game. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you can have various, various. Here's the thing: if you win red once, you, you're not going to get it all back. You're going to have to go in a couple times, so mm-hmm. it, it, that at least doubles the game. What if you lose? Um, if, if you lose, you're going to have to. You, then you the know, real I, game. You could definitely, you could definitely introduce some more characters. You start know, begging sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah start okay. begging. Uh, I think there's a whole like homeless person like uh, uh, panhandling. Uh, side quests that you can do so I, I, a lot of potential with this it just but, seems uh, like gta i i, yeah. <laughs> I really th- i really think uh i really think what's the adam sandler movie i just i actually watched it but uh, uh uncut gems uncut gems. gems yeah something something like that do you like, like that movie garrett i it was it was quite good yeah <laughs> Art- it was artistic i would say it was quite good We'll we'll talk more about it. I love that movie it is I'll never watch it again, but I love it. I really, yeah. So I, re- I, I, I gave me too much anxiety. Would, I thought <laughs> maybe you would say something along those lines. Yeah. So that's why I wanted you to go to first. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, somebody just trying to win it all back would be a great theme for an RPG. <laughs> win it all <laughs> because it's it's great for the skill. You you actually have dice rolling. You actually have some luck. You actually have some chance in there. It it it, mm-hmm. it really is a cohesive theme and uh, mechanical mechanical tie together. So right. Okay, very nice. Good answers, guys. Good answers. Uh, number six. Who wants to read this one? You want to read this one, uh, Garrett? Sure. So the world government has revealed the existence of malevolent aliens. They fully intend to destroy Earth and have the te- technological superiority to do so with very little effort. <laughs> Out of a single shred of cosmic sympathy, they've agreed to sit down and meet with a human representative. You are that representative. What game from this season would you bring to the break the ice and hopefully convince them not to blow Earth to pieces? Oh, I gotta go first. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> All right, what are you gonna choose? It's Jeff? gotta be Honey Pop, right? Like it's the only <laughs> thing. Like of this list, you have you have to convince them that there's some something in the world that they cannot destroy, that they cannot get rid of, that they have to have. 
and you and you show them one card and they, you know their tentacles start tingling and they realize <laughs> they realize what they're missing out on if they destroy earth it's got to be honeypot for me no question about it a pretty solid answer pretty solid answer all right garrett what about you i you gotta go you gotta have some rationale behind this okay so cosplay girlfriend too complicated uh let's see dose uh, they're gonna think our our math like our our collective intelligence as a race is just it's not even worth saving so they're gonna destroy us there atmosphere those technological breakthroughs please uh how about oregon trail let's show them what it would be like to really conquer this vast planet uh with things like dysentery broken spokes Mm -hmm. um snakes and and just how tough it would be to to conquer this world uh even once we're gone so i i think oregon trail is the way to go just to to, to swing in the pendulum back to you know what maybe this uh this isn't quite worth it let's go maybe, let's maybe go. you could even catch him in one of those situations where you're like if you can beat oregon trail you can destroy the planet and then they're sitting there <laughs> they and they're just playing die forever because yeah. they cannot beat it right it is is the unanswerable question yeah uh, to to try and beat that one. Um, for me, I would probably choose. Let's see. Maybe, maybe I would try and choose. Oh, I know exactly what I'd do. Pun intended. Ah. Uh, and I would just try and make them kill themselves <laughs> in the middle of the meeting. I just give them really bad puns. I'm assuming that they can speak English uh, in this situation, so I would just be doing really really bad puns. Until I saw like veins start appearing in their foreheads, keep going, the blood pressure rises, and then boom, pop. You know, you got that. You got that scene from Scanners where the dude's brain explodes. How often do uh, you say "Hey" after every? <laughs> oh, whoa! You like that one? Here's another one. Hey. So yeah, I think that would be that'd be an offensive strat that I think yeah. we could probably implement in that yeah, situation. Yeah, wage war in the mind. Yep. Um, All right. I'll read this Go next ahead, one Jeff. here. So <clears throat> it's 1994. You're in a bright neon windbreaker outside playing with your skip it and sipping on some Sunny D. It's a good day. Uh, some producers from Nickelodeon pull up to your house in need of some TV pilot ideas and ask for your input. Which game do you draw inspiration from and why? Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon, yeah. Nickelodeon. I mean, you know, the obvious answer, I think, is like, you choose Shrek something two. childhood, you know, Shrek 2, you know, you choose X-Men or, you you know, WWE Superstar Showdown, you know, something that is already uh, kid-friendly. What if you created uh, Shrek before Shrek? I know. 94. I, be, you just have the, for be, some reason, I didn't explain why you had these games, but you still have all, you have all these games for some reason. <laughs> sort of like, sort of like that Back to the Future thing, Back to the Future 2, where, you know, that guy's got the sports almanac, and, you know, and he's going to change history. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that... A really good game for Nickelodeon could be something along the lines of, I'd say, you know, F it. We're going to go with a Nick Jr. show. We're going to go with Dose. We're going to teach the kids how to count. <laughs> that's Smart. that's the best I can do. There you go. Uno, Dose. We're going to teach them. We'll throw it to Dora the Explorer. You know, she'll be able to. Well, it'll be a tie-in. You know, we'll work in swipe or no swiping. And then, you know, Dora whips out an Uno reverse card. And, uh, you know, Swiper is out of house and home. And that is, that's, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, it, it's already going to tie in with some of the pre-existing assets that Nickelodeon has. And I think that's going to be a good time. We're going to teach the kids a lot. That's my answer. <laughs> that's so I'd terrible. go with Luigi's Mediocre Party. Because uh, I think it's about time <laughs> where you start being honest with the kids and let them know it's really all downhill from here as far as our social life goes. Yes. And... 
you know, the best that they can possibly hope for is to not be not be bothered, not be noticed, not yeah. not, not even be mm-hmm. noticed at the party. Just you you went there, you did make a fool of yourself. Uh, you talked to one girl. She didn't think you were that interesting and she just walked away and that's really the best you can hope for so i we need to start setting expectations we know you know we, we had rocket power kids thought they could do like 1080s <clears throat> on the half pipe or go surfing and, and here i am disappointed that do i can't do any of so. over sharks yeah or, or we'd have stuff like uh rug rats where you thought you could shrink yourself and go inside a belly to retrieve a watermelon seed it, it wasn't realistic uh let's start setting the expectations where they need to be mediocre parties I agree. All right, Jeff, what about you? You know, for me, uh, I, I think it, this is prime time. 1994 is prime time after people have just started to play or see the game Oregon Trail if they happen to have a computer, um, and they didn't capitalize on it from a TV show perspective. I'm j- I can just imagine it now. You got your Paul Bunyan kind of main character, maybe a couple of his sons. Uh, you, you know, you have, um, the wife that has always the, the one-liner funny quips about, you know, time for dinner, honey. And then you, you all, it's kind of one of those things that they <laughs> what show a quip. It, what a quip. They show it every season. <laughs> I didn't say it's good. There's a, you, you <laughs> have a, you have an ox, uh, you have the family ox. And for some reason that family ox can talk and nobody questions that that family ox can talk. Right. Um, and then you also have a good friend slash buddy for the main character that you're kind of not sure if they're seeing or sleeping with the main character. So that would be your quintessential Nickelodeon show, I think. Um, perfect for the time. Oregon Trail was getting just hot enough that I think you could capitalize on it. I think they made some good money on uh, on that game slash TV that's show. A, that's a really solid answer. And then you could kill off all the characters. Yeah, the yeah or now. everyone could die in the pilot and then you'd be done. Yeah. So. <laughs> Shortest so series ever. <laughs> all right. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I will read this uh, this next one here. An armed intruder breaks into your house. His sole purpose is to cause you physical and or mental pain. He rips up your favorite anime t-shirts, uses them to bind your hands and feet. After noticing your unusually large collection of board games, he puts a gun to your head and tells you you must play. This guy's a freak. He puts a gun (laughs) to your head and tells you you must play the worst combination slash mashup of any two games. Which one do you choose or which ones? Oh, two games, two games mashed together. That create one super bad game. Well, actually, would you wouldn't you want to lie to this guy? <laughs> it's up to you. He gonna, maybe he knows you're lying. Maybe he's oh, maybe he knows. So, yeah. so okay, so this guy's sort of a clairvoyant. Maybe uh, he's a board game expert. He knows he knows the games that are bad. So which says, two is he gonna is he gonna force you to choose to to sort of mix together to make sure. just the worst game ever? Okay, got it. All right. Okay. Um, let me see here. I think if you were going to mix together two of these games that would just make it absolutely insufferable. Um, <laughs> my God. I would I would mix together the production value of Shrek 2. <laughs> <laughs> how, how awful that game was and how, you know, you can't understand it. Uh, everything, everything is pretty pretty terrible you're going around to the different checkpoints on the on the board trying to just get enough cookies so that you can you can win uh take that mm-hmm. uh that production value but mix it with as many like bells and whistles as far as mechanics go that accompanied the uncanny x-men and <laughs> i feel like you would have a very awful game if yeah. you did that i agree uh that's 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 my answer <laughs> 
Uh, I think maybe the base game of the propaganda game uh, where you <laughs> read a prompt and you have to reply with the correct uh, book-defined definition of of what the, the prompt is giving you, except it's all themed around the Honey Pop Girls, and so you need a very dull, dull, dull theme um, with, with, like, leaked nudes uh, as your reward for getting something right. Um, and then also put the pressure of a gun to your head um, so you if you are aroused he's gonna be like what is wrong with you uh he might kill you for that i think uh also you, you maybe you'll get him to to get a little bit of enjoyment out of out of the whole scenario as well with the honey pop and you might teach him a little lesson about propaganda so i, I think there's some benefits tied into here <laughs> right but, you don't actually the, want to kill me they just yeah but the good. game but the game itself is, is about the worst thing that i can think of uh, tying together the propaganda game with with honey pop would be pretty rough uh i know my answer here it's because i experienced half of it and i was trying to think about how i can make it worse so if i could take the x-men game where dying is super detrimental uh and to to even coming close to being able to win the game and then add in you know possibly a mechanic where you can die on the first turn for morgan trail uh i think that would be really really awful because you know not only can you not escape if you die uh which was unfortunately i happen to roll a couple bad moves to die, we can make that possibility very, very high, like you have in Oregon Trail, and just literally die off in the first game. Uh, you're trying to recover, and you're trying to catch up the entire rest of the game. So for me, Oregon Trail plus Uncanny X-Men, bad game. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be really brutal. It'd be rough, and no slingshot mechanics, no nothing. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> nice. We're, we're almost there, guys. We got three more here. Three more. Three more important, or two more important questions. Uh, who wants to read this next one? Uh, this, this is my baby. I'll, I'll, I'll read it here. Okay. All right, so boys. Hypothetically, you sell your shares of RDG to other to the other two to pursue a career in influencing. It's this question again. It's yeah. been in every single... <laughs> it's our question. It's our baby. It's, 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 it's the Potent Potables uh, SNL potent reference potables. Yeah. of our roll and move rant. It's got to be in here. we got to yeah. find out what you're going to do when, when it's all on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you've decided to pursue a career in influencing and it's been about two years and you've blown through all your savings with no following in sight and literally no one will help you. Uh, but silver lining, <laughs> you've been contacted by some various companies to create a roll and move themed game, uh, just capturing the un, un, unmitigated success of the roll and move podcast. Uh, but you get paid once 500 copies have been sold. That's the kick. And you have to get the other two members to sign off on it. So which of the following are you going to choose? we got four options here for you to choose from. So let's say Sam Gorski and DF Lovett of uh, Top 10 Games You Can Play in Your Head fame and Honeypot of Honey Pop fame uh, come together and they want to make a little hybrid game. Uh, they want you to make an RPG-style scenario based in the Honey Pop universe where you're detailing the Roll and Move podcast and maybe your attempt to court women over it. So you get that. That's an option A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we got option B, a couple of cowboys, the Australian duo that put out Atmosphere, the, the VHS game. Uh, and they want you to use a VHS tape, a floppy disk, and a pager as the main components of this game. Uh, you're going to have to assume that players have a VHS player, a floppy disk drive, and 
a, a page or a service provider. Well, you but, are not selling that 500 copies. Other, <laughs> than, that, yeah, other than that, they give you full creative crazy. control over over the game you want to make. Can you provide it in the box? No, the players must the provide the VHS player, the floppy disk. Oh, good luck finding that. Batteries not included. Yeah, batteries not included. Uh, or maybe Active Enterprises, the 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 team behind the video game Action Fifty Two and the Cheetah Men specifically. If if you recall, they put out fifty two games, quote unquote games, mm-hmm. and also quote unquote fifty two <laughs> um, on a on a single uh, single. I don't know what they were disc drive whatever. Uh, so, but you have to come up with, with 52 different games to fit into the box, <clears throat> and you don't necessarily have to finish them. But you know, 52 games, uh, and you're going to sell it for you know, let's say 150 dollars. Or Prospero Hall, the uh, the the design team behind House of Danger, and they want a game where basically entire episodes of Roll and Move are transcribed onto a deck of cards. Uh, players just draw them and read them aloud for their turn, and if they make it to the end, they win. That's it. No one's going to buy any of these games. You got to sell 500 copies. I, I think, okay. This is your I'll, last chance. I'm happy to go first. I think that we might have a chance with a couple of these. So I'll, I'll, I'll eliminate the ones I, for sure, people won't be able to buy. Won't buy 500, and then we'll go from there. So, Thomas, I agree with you. Couple of Cowboys, Atmosphere. Nobody owns a VHS tape, a floppy disk, and I don't even think they have Patriot Service. So there's no way that they're going to buy 500 copies. B, for me, is crossed out. Now, Yikes. as much as I love Roll and Move... Uh, I also, I think most of our podcast listeners hate reading is my guess. Uh, so that's why I listen to a podcast. podcast. Exactly. So if we're just transcribing it, do we think that we're going to all of a sudden capture the reading audience? I don't know. So I'm going to nix that one for now. Uh, D Prospero Hall house of danger out of the options for me. Now, I think one of these is a clear-cut choice. Uh, the, the the answers that we have left are a mashup between top 10 games you can play in your head and Honey Pop, <laughs> and then another choice of 52 games uh, that we'll have to come up with uh, for Cheetah Men, for, for Active Enterprises. Uh, you know, the three of us, we're idea guys. I think we can come up with... <laughs> <laughs> We can come up with 52 different games that fit into a box. I don't know if people will buy that that game, but I'm not, I I think we can, you know, if the pain is on us to come up with 52 games, I don't think that's an issue. I'm still kind of worried about whether or not people will buy the game. There are going to be people out there that are three peers uh, for the people at home. Three P means uh, people that really want to get the most bang out of their buck. Um, and they'll think, 52 games for ten ninety nine. this is a great deal. I'll definitely buy this. We have to convince 500 people to buy the game. We might be able to do that. Now, for me, it's an easy choice. A, because Honey Pop is in there, and I know that in the world of the internet, there are at least 500 subhumans that would buy any game that had to do with Honey Pop, uh, Honey Pot. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty sure that we can get easily 500, uh, 500 closet nerds to buy that game. So for me, it's A. That's a really good answer, Jeff. That's a really good answer. I, I agree with you. I think that's probably it's, it's probably the best choice out of all of them. I, I might do that too. The only reason that I would choose otherwise is if I didn't have to charge $150 for the Active 52 Enterprises thing, right? If, yeah. if I was able... Actually, you probably could get away with that and just lie, right? <laughs> if you put a big, thick board game in the store or on Kickstarter and said, this has... Oh, this has 80 micro games in it. And you sort of advertise it like Wario Warfare, like WarioWare, where it's just like 50, it's 80 micro board games in there. 
and you just lie. You just lie, lie, lie. <laughs> and you say, oh, it's, it's going to have this. You, you pull a Peter Molyneux and you, you just promise, promise, promise everything that's in the game. You, pro- you, you, you just say, oh, the game's going to be, it's going to have a, it's going to have a judgment based score system where it remembers what your progress <laughs> on some of the micro games. And that, that takes you to a different end game. There's a, uh, there's a moral, there's a moral system that we're going to work into the game too, where, uh, your scores carry over from one game to the next. It's also legacy. So I just go <laughs> full blown Peter Molyneux. <laughs> I promise that all these 80 board games are, are part of some sort of like Marvel cinematic universe where each game is related to one another. Uh, and then I just, they open up the box and it's got 80 post-it notes with little <laughs> with ideas little that we wrote down. Yeah, yeah, with ideas, little tiny, little tiny square drawings and... Uh, then I just take the money and run, baby. That is, that is so you're trying, my you're life trying to, this point. So you're trying to get out of the gate fast enough to where that you can swindle 500 copies before people realize it yes and people can start sharing reviews or whatever on the internet okay okay on a unabashedly okay yes i think i think it's a good choice uh jeff i in response to your choice i i think you uh ignored the part where it says you have to get us to sign off on it i'm not signing off on a honey pop game unless uh you, you do some heavy convincing uh, I don't want my name on it i don't want my mom to see that my name's on it and i certainly don't want to <laughs> just keep just keep giving credence to the fact of uh, all this male forgiveness so i, I want to <laughs> did you did you your, did your mom listen to the honey pop episode gear uh i i hope not i specifically didn't post it on facebook because i didn't i didn't want her to so should i post it on facebook <laughs> you can you can <laughs> I have, I have I have control of the account as well though. So. Jill, what's uh what's happening? Jill, Jill? you been listening to this hey, hey Jill, did you listen to this? You episode? listen to the latest apps? So, uh, but I do I do like the creativity that you uh, put up with the active enterprises there, Tom. I I, I didn't foresee that loophole. Um, I mm-hmm. I did catch, I did think of Jeff's loophole as as he was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about the creativity of lying. Yeah. <laughs> lying to the the audience yeah uh for for me i kind of kind of along the same thing i I think prospero hall basically they can put out whatever they want right now and it just is gold and even if it's complete trash people will buy it up yeah Mm -hmm. um so you you gotta hope that roll and move has a a little bit of a following maybe we can we can blast it out on our on our kickstarter uh but i i think kind of along the same lines as what you were trying to say with the the honey pop they've got a you know, such rabid fans that they'll just at least 500 people will buy it. Um, that's what I'm hoping for with Prospero Hall. I don't have high hopes, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They they did the exact same thing with a choose your own adventure book and somehow sold tons and tons of copies. So uh, I'm I'm hoping against hope that that's the that's the way we'll make it. But uh, I think I think Tom probably had the best answer. Yeah, I agree. I think Tom in the end in hindsight, Tom's probably that's the most realistic. <laughs> just lie. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lie <laughs> you gotta do it get through 500 All right. number 10 jeff would you like to uh, read the final <clears throat> All question? right, here we go mr elon musk is finally the supreme leader of earth after peeling back his human disguise he decides that he wants to try out this earthly pleasure called fun uh he says if you can get him to smile or laugh at one game you'll be allowed to preside over a continent of your choosing However, this game will engulf your entire life. All food, media, propaganda, and even language will be rebuilt and repurposed into the theme of this game. Truman Show-esque. 
Which do you choose? What an all, all food, media, and propaganda, and even... You're living it, every little bit. It's like being in Disney World, but worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably... CC's mm. Pizza Sim. <laughs> <laughs> you never go hungry oh, again. Oh my just, god, yeah. I would hate pizza so Live much. in the CC's Pizza? <laughs> they just, just loop those in commercials... The they loop yeah. those three ninety nine commercials all the time. I've got I've got two I'm deciding between. And I, I think I'll go with I think I'll go with WWE Superstar Showdown. I think that would be fun. You got drama, you got story, mm-hmm. you got action, you yeah. got you got, you know, athleticism. You got a lot of stuff going on there. You know, if you, and even if it is I, I, I'm not sure about the board game component of it, but <laughs> at least the the wrestling universe component of it uh, would be would be awesome. Um, it, it would it would get tiresome, but of the options at my at my disposal, I think probably the least tiresome. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the WWE superstar. You got you know you got a lot of stuff packed in there as far as uh, as far as life goes storytelling it's not, it's not trope. so it's not so one-dimensional as as gridiron football or mm-hmm. <laughs> or oregon trail which would be a miserable now would you which so continent bad. would you choose if you had to choose a continent to preside over two mm, yeah that's a great <clears throat> question. you're gonna get these people um, these people are gonna be living it so they could revolt or they could do whatever they have to be kind of sure. happy with the decision sure uh definitely usa uh, or north america <laughs> would you be a heel or a face leader? <laughs> yeah Ah, uh, I think, I think to keep up the the entertainment value, people aren't going to be happy with it. People aren't going to go along with it for that long. If I'm a face, right? They're they're going to get tired of it. They they're going to get tired. They're going to they get need sick something. Of you. They need something to unite and collect collectively groan about and love mm-hmm. to hate. And it's going to be yeah. you. They need they need Donald Trump, and they need me to be something <laughs> that they can all unite behind and Just focus hate their you. energy. <laughs> I would be the heel. There you go. Good choice. Uh, I I would say, let's see here. If I was going to answer this question, and all life sort of revolves around uh, this, the whole world changes to this. If I wanted things to stay the same, I just do choose Luigi's mediocre party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all our interactions would still be the same. Everything would just look super nice and mushroom kingdomy, uh, which would be kind of cool. Um. Or maybe I would choose. You would choose Trek, Trek Two or something. Shrek Two, <laughs> Shrek Two had change all currency to cookies. <laughs> That's great. Not bad. You know, you're feeling a little low in the pockets. You just your savings some account up. literally just goes rotten. You yeah. <laughs> lost My 401k. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no, I think the real answer is Pokemon Master Trainer. I think the you know giving to live in the world of Pokemon yeah. is something that yeah. everyone like dreams the other one of being able to do, but. I don't know. So That's I would choose spooky. either that one or let's be real, Honey Pop. For uh, come on, come on, come on. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> choose Honey Pop. Uh, but Pokemon Master Trainer would be fun because you have the dynamic of uh, battling, forcing animals to battle for you, uh, which is uh, you know it's gonna be you're gonna be having a good time. In uh, if if that mm-hmm. was if that was the reality, and me, I don't know, maybe you get to go just travel and meet a gym leader. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be fun. So I, that's that'd be my choice. Pokemon Master Trainer. That's a great choice, Tom. In fact, that was the choice that I was going to choose, along with uh, you know the continent of Asia, and uh, you know, but mm-hmm. a- along the same themes, I think 
you know, if anything is going to be <clears throat> obsessively themed over, it's probably going to be in the continent of Asia. So we'll ha- I'm going to go ahead and pre-pick the continent of Asia before I choose what I'm going to do next. Um, and uh, Dose. For- <laughs> Here we go. This is going to be great. Do math every day. I think the easy choice would be uh, like something like three days to retirement, because uh, there's a role playing element Constant to it. Constant cost corruption. You, you just, cop corruption. But I, I, but because it is themed within the cop, um, the cop theme, I, I probably won't choose that. Uh, maybe I guess I'll do cosplay girlfriend uh, 4.0. I, I would have chose Pokemon. That was already chosen. Mm-hmm. I'll pick cosplay because there's so many references in there it's gonna be madness it's, it's gonna be madness living in this world. it's just like, like it, 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 it is but at the same time you know you will have a choice of which animes to watch which animes to confide in which you know it's like being at a really big um anime expo or convention uh but for the rest <laughs> of your life so i i guess uh, that you know at, at least i have some choice in that uh i can kind of switch if i get bored of one anime i'll be able to switch over and choose another so that that's what i'm gonna pick oh man is the uh, guy to girl ratio gonna be the same as it as uh, yeah probably unfortunately yeah. oh man sorry buddy i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. about that <laughs> Oh, man. Well, what a terrible 25 episodes. I can't yeah. say that I enjoyed a single bit of it, boys. But we're going to do it again. We're going <laughs> to we're, we're gonna keep going, as, as we always do, because, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a part of us, I think, that just enjoys really bad board games, sort of that ironic consumption, especially when you're doing it with people that you love. And we want to thank you guys at home for being a part of the journey on this podcast, listening to another 25 episodes, another half a year of your life with us joining us week after week. And it's been fun, guys. We're going to keep it going. We're not going to stop anytime soon, especially when we've had such a wonderful release for our game on Kickstarter. Sweet it's just release. been so it's it's been so well received, and we want to thank everyone who's supported this podcast, who supported the Kickstarter. Uh, if if you want to leave us a rating on the podcast, you know, sort of a celebration, a little birthday present for us, if you will, uh, you can do so on iTunes, and we would be eternally grateful for it. Five stars, please. Or even better, if you want to support the game on Kickstarter that we're making, All Rise, you can do that too, and that would be even better if you wanna if you wanna pick up the game that we've been making all this time, and really, really the the fruits of our labors that we've been uh, dumping into this, you know, because the podcast is ancillary to the fact that we we do want to make board games and we want to we want to eventually make our own terrible board game that we can put out into the world that other people can rant about on their podcast but we thank you guys for being along for both of those journeys and if you want to reach out to us and maybe talk about your favorite episode this season or maybe tell us what world of uh, of what board game world you would want to live in you can do so we always love reaching out to you guys and you can hit us up at rough draft games on twitter yeah, uh, echo those sentiments on the Kickstarter. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, you've got about a day left to get in there. So do check that out if you still want to get in. Uh, last chance. Uh, also, we're looking for games to play. So if you have any recommendations, send them our way. Roughdraftgames at gmail.com. It can be anything from a, a print and play, maybe a roll and write, something easy to play over webcam. Or if you can find a good mod on a tabletop simulator, we're happy to load that up and then give it a go. Give it a whirl. So send us emails, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Much like we look back to the past 25 episodes, if you're listening to this episode 25 years from now uh, and you need to check out what we're doing at the time, come on right over to our website, roughdraftgames.com, uh, where 
by this time, maybe we're really, really successful. It's the Google of your time. Uh, and we have a ton of episodes for you to watch or listen to of Roll and Move. Uh, we've got uh, other posts uh, around uh, theme like posts uh, called thematics for games that, you, that we like to play that you can uh, check out. And also, of course, uh, most importantly, the games that we've released at that time. And right now, uh, if, you're, if you're listening in present day, that's going to be All Rise. So you can check out that on Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com. Uh, search for All Rise Game, or you can go to tinyurl.com slash allrisegame. Nice. Well, it's been, uh, it's been a wild time, boys. Uh, we've learned a lot about each other and a lot about the games that we're, that we're playing, but uh, we're just going to have to save a little bit more learning for next time. So if you, have to, uh, if you have to say goodbye, you might as well do it like this. Any last words on the season to cap it off, Garrett, Jeff? I think I'll just leave everybody with a couple words of wisdom from J. Theophrastus Bartholomew. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't be bad. Family is important. Don't trust strangers. Losing friends is easy. Making them is hard. The easy road is usually the hard road. The hard road is usually a slow road. All roads lead to the reaper. Love is a highway and sometimes you need to pull off from the shoulder. You're a combination of the five people you spend the most time in your car with. Never eat raw hamburger meat. Sometimes eating other raw meats is worth it. Drugs are extremely dangerous. Don't be jealous. And of course, compare yourself only to who you were yesterday, not to others as they are today. Thanks.